Colleen Kelly Alexander. It's almost like a, a sister, mother, sister, Teresa <laughs> name <laughs> thing. We've got this Celtic vibe going on here. Two Sean's and a Colleen Kelly. Colleen Kelly Alexander. <laughs> author of Gratitude and Motion, a true story of hope, determination, and the everyday heroes. ColleenKellyAlexander.com is the website. And here is the long and the short of it. What happened to Colleen actually happened to a mutual friend of, of Tim and I. Um, guy back in the day yes. uh, was, yeah, run over by a truck. So um, it was like, like a, a gasoline truck. Big uh, tanker? Yeah, big tanker truck. Uh, but the, here's the thing. It was a beautiful day in Connecticut when Colleen Kelly Alexander, a lifelong athlete, rode her bike from work. She'd survived both the diagnosis of lupus and brain surgery. Good night. Had a fulfilling career, was married at last to the love of her life. I'd like to explore that at last part right there. Everything was good as she coasted along, meeting the eyes of a truck driver as he approached the stop sign beside her. He didn't stop. The truck hit Colleen, running over her lower body with front and back tires and dragging her across the pavement. And as she bled out in the street, nearby strangers surrounded her and the driver attempted to get away. Not if I was there. <laughs> An EMT herself, Colleen knew she had to stay awake. I don't want to read any more of this. I want to talk yeah, to her right away. Idea. This is ridiculous. Colleen, what a story you have. I'm so glad you've written about it. And um, I, got, I want to go to two things right away. First of all, Colleen, uh, tell me the truck driver didn't get away. No, he uh, did not. <laughs> okay. Where did that go? You know, we just talked to Sean McCann, uh, lead singer of a band up here called Great Big C, and he was abused by a priest. And we talked about, you know, forgiveness and all that stuff that, you know, you, should, you know, everyone who's ever watched Oprah knows we're supposed to do that, blah, blah, blah. But where, do, how have you processed what this driver did to you? Mm, um, well, first of all, the driver got an infraction for rolling a stop sign. Um, it could have been potential charges for involuntary manslaughter had I stayed dead. But since I was brought back, it was about a $150 fine, and he didn't lose his license or anything. So um, how have I learned to deal with that? Um, I've had to bear in mind that he is uh, a member of the human family, yeah. and I'm doubting he woke up in the morning and said, I'm going to roll over some cyclist and attempt to kill her. Um, so yeah, I think uh, it's really unfortunate that he he didn't take any responsibility, that he didn't um, attempt to stop right away or assist. And also um, for me to harbor continuous anger towards him is doing nothing but crippling myself. So uh, do I forgive him? Uh, yeah, I think, you know, I forgive him. Am I super pissed off at his actions very much so yeah. <laughs> um and i have to remember that he is my brother uh as you are so um that's how i have to keep it in perspective who are you <laughs> this is like where, where does this grace come from uh god's a pretty god's pretty big so um, you know, I, it comes from, um, I had 78 blood donors, right? Well, 78 units of blood, right? So being aware that 
in order for me to have all the platelets, plasma, and whole blood, a couple hundred people had to roll up their sleeve and give blood. And people don't give blood for the juice boxes and the cookies. Um, yeah, hold on. Both, both Tim and I looked at each other and said, we do. Yeah, we'll leave their fudge cookies. <laughs> Not for Oreos. <laughs> Not for... <laughs> well, you guys need therapy. If that's yeah. But, um, no, but seriously, you know, when we talk about grace, um, and I talk about the human family, I am literally here because countless people rolled up their sleeves. It takes five donations for one bag of platelets. Um, and I had 20 just of those. So... You know, when I think about as much as I want to be angry at what one human did, mm-hmm. um, I have to look at the countless humans out there that are willing to roll up their sleeves to be heroes, um, you know, including the people that gave me CPR. And uh, there's a lot more good in this world than there is negative. What? Now, I don't know enough about your stories. So I might be stepping all over a landmine here. Uh, which is my, I, I want to apologize ahead of time if I am, but um, I know you married the love of your life. True story? True story. Okay. Baby? No baby? Children? No children? Uh, we have three furry ones. We were trying to have our firstborn, but I was run over and that was literally ripped away from us. So Okay. So that's where I wanted to no, go. That's where I wanted no to go. Kiddos. Because you wanted, you you know, that's one of the things that kept you alive. You're like, I, I've just reconnected with my soulmate. Uh, we want to have a baby. I can't die now. Please don't let me die. This is stuff you were saying while you were bleeding out. And, screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Scream. Yeah. You were just saying it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no. so. Just to add the little pain, a little more pain to all of this, you cannot have children then? No, no, I was, um, my, my womb was literally trashed. So think about the big double tires on the back of a freight truck, front of a freight truck. I was rolled over by uh, two sets of those. So from right below my sternum down past my knees is the length of the tires, the width of the tires. So I was trashed, and then the whole vaginal area, anal area, was ripped apart. So although, um, you know, that's been put back together and whatnot, my system's been so compromised that even if I could get pregnant, and now I'm 42, so um, our kid would probably be like a a little fossil. (laughs) (laughs) But um, That's funny. Um, I got to have a sense of humor. So... You, I want to talk about the impact this accident. And by the way, I feel weird saying accident. Like I shouldn't. Like it's yeah, impact. and you shouldn't say accident. I actually uh, try to educate people all the time that accidents are something that could have been avoided. And this guy made a choice to drive irresponsibly. So it's a, it's an incident or a trauma. Okay. But I don't like to give him the benefit of an accident. Right. right okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So. The impact that this event had on you physically is one thing, but then the impact it has on you relationally. I mean, I talk to a lot of people who have huge traumatic events, and it's not always a happy little Hallmark love story afterwards. You know, quite oftentimes, uh, you know, the the, the partner or the, the, the boyfriend or whatever, well, usually it's, I'm sorry, guys, but it is. The, you know, guys just go, this is, I didn't sign up for this, and then they split. Right. Right. Uh, that yeah. didn't that didn't happen with you, and the impact of this traumatic <laughs> event it, uh, it had on on your relationship was it it made you guys love each other more, which is gross. <laughs> uh, so 
ironically, I was married prior and I had brain surgery and the marriage fell apart quite soon after that. So thank God he wasn't also involved with me getting run over. Um, so with Sean, uh, uh, he, he always says that it was never even like an option. It was never, uh, it was never an issue for him that I would have done the same thing for him. And, um, he had to do a lot of my wound care, uh, which was pretty nasty, pretty horrific. Um, we lost a lot of the ability to be able to be physically involved as a husband-wife couple. Yeah. Um, of course, there's always outer course. Uh, yes, there but, is. Yep. Uh, and, um, you know, it's just... it. The fact that I'm even here is just powerful. And do we have a Hallmark relationship? Um, actually, we're going to be on the Hallmark show in two more weeks, which is also ironic. But um, <laughs> we have like a really strong bond and a friendship and a love. And it's definitely, we've had some times where we've just gone through hell and we get, you know, we both get angry of what, you know, of what has been taken away from us. Um, but then it's also a reminder that, you know, I could very well not be here at all. And he was involved in a really nasty snowboarding trauma before we even reconnected because we were high school sweethearts. And so he had to have a colostomy bag for a long time. You know, he had uh, a lot of damage done to himself. So I think um, he, got he was it. able to connect yeah. with me. Yeah. Yeah. Man, you guys are like a walking country song. The amount of bad stuff that's gone on in your world. This is ridiculous. Yeah. We super don't like country, though. So. No. <laughs> I don't know anyone from Connecticut who likes country music. I don't know, maybe folk music, or I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but so okay. So you you mentioned the God thing earlier. Is that your is that your deal? Are you like uh, singing love songs to baby Jesus kind of girl, or what? What do you do? What's your thing? Um, I don't think I sing love songs to baby Jesus. That feels a little bit uh, weird. A little, a little over the top sarcastic and negative but no um, I no that he's, <laughs> i believe that he's very much in in everything that i do and i have a very um of a very strong faith in in god and um yeah i think that's a huge it's a big it's a big anchor for me i'm i grew up southern baptist and i'm definitely not that anymore i was a super intense um, I literally had a necklace that said, I love Jesus when I was in high school. Um, oh, you Hold on. You had a necklace that says what? That said, I love Jesus. It was my charm on my necklace. Excuse me. Tim, can you, can you just pass that vomit bag over yeah. there, please? So I was that, I was that girl. So that uh, shifted pretty drastically as I got older. Um, and actually, Sean and I, when we dated in high school, um, I actually broke up with him at the end of the year because my... Uh, youth pastor said he wasn't saved, so I was in sin. So I then proceeded to marry a guy that was quote-unquote born again, that was a missionary pilot. Yeah, blah, 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 yeah blah, how'd that, blah. How'd that work for been, you? It was whole, <laughs> absolutely just the worst thing in the world. So um, it's interesting that it's, you know, we roll, roll back around to the same guy that I broke up because he wasn't a Christian, and I'd say that out of every man that I've ever had the opportunity to have a relationship with, he is the one that is the most godlike because it's not um I, I don't want to say godlike that would really give him a huge head um, <laughs> you don't want that that would follow uh you know christ-like i guess yeah okay less. yeah all right right 
um, where he's not one of those people that is like uh, out there proselytizing and um, hanging out with Kirk know, Cameron. Holier than now, like our yeah. like our president, um, oh. but rather living, <laughs> living it authentically and truthfully. Okay. So, yeah. It's so interesting how how people who are Jesus followers have to spend the time and the effort to describe. You know, it's like someone will say to me, so are you, what, are you a Christian? And I will say to them, will you tell me what you mean by Christian? I'll tell you if I am one. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And the well, explanation we always give is wrong. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's a lifestyle, I think. It's not so much a, um, standing on a soapbox. Um, that's the opposite, I believe, yes, yeah, <laughs> of yeah. what a Christian is. <laughs> Did you, you know, a question I, I typically ask people who go through some sort of traumatic event is, did you ever shake your fist at God? Did you ever, you must have had some times, Absolutely. right, where Absolutely. you're like, seriously, how is this Absolutely. happening to me right now? This is ridiculous. I mean, let's just paint a picture here again. In a coma, 29 surgeries, you know, all this, ugh. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. Um there were times where I just, I would be angry at God. And, you know, I thought, holy crap, my last marriage ended because I had brain surgery and a lupus diagnosis. My husband fell out of love with me. I get rekindled with my high school sweetheart and I get mauled over by a freight truck as we're trying to have our firstborn. Like, really? Um, and, yeah, I had a lot of moments of, of, of being really angry and really questioning uh, I think as a Christian, that's okay. Life isn't a bunch of unicorns and lollipops. Life kind of sucks sometimes. And so we have to be willing to dig into our roots and our strengths and, um, you know, keep looking upward. Do you think the whole I survived thing was actually God participating in your life? Or was it just the Yale surgeon? Um, I think that there's, it's both, right? I think. Um, I think that God certainly had a hand in it. I mean, the day that I was run over every single, the chief trauma surgeons of every department had (laughs) happened to be there having a meeting. Um, That doesn't happen very often, so I'm pretty glad about that. You know, do I think that God wanted me to get run over to teach a lesson? I would hope not. I don't think that's the way God works. I think God is a God of love. Um, but I do believe that our society is so reactive, we're not proactive. And so if I were to try to share about cycling safety and respecting each other as a human family and all that other stuff, people listen with deaf ears. But if I say, look, I got <laughs> creamed apart by a, a multi-ton freight truck and I got brought back to life, people are willing to listen. And it's, it's unfortunate that I think our society is like that. Um, but that's the way that I think many people are programmed. So, you know, is this part of a greater plan? I don't know. Maybe. Um, but I firmly know that God's presence is is alive in this. You are a very... Uh, what's the word Uh-oh. I want to use? Yeah, I know. I'm pausing too long here for this one. Well, she's interesting, but she... I mean, are you a high driver? Is that because you're like what high is energy. a high driver? A high driver is like a like in high intensity A type driven. Uh, oh, okay. But, I would say that I'm probably pretty A type. Okay, 
But no, because you got the whole athlete thing here going as well, right? I mean, you're, mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of triathlons you do and half marathons and marathon. When was the last time you did a big, I don't know, big race of some sort? Uh, my last big race was probably three months ago. It was a half marathon. Um, I did. I just did a bike ride before our uh, our call just to kind of ground myself a little bit. Um, but I just went out and bike, you know, rode for like an hour outside. Um, but we have a, an ultra next weekend in Tampa, and then we'll have a 70.3, a half Ironman in San Diego coming up in um, April, and an Olympic triathlon also in April. Um, but I don't, I don't race anyone else because I'm really slow. Um, so I do it to race against myself, and I, I get the medals, and I give all my medals away to to people and it's kind of my way of um maybe it's my type a grounding thing that i need to do as well uh but it's also a way to honor honor others as well myself do you ever come across team, my- team hoyt rick and dick hoyt yes yeah those guys are so interesting and when i we're talking about the father son tim were you around when i interviewed them uh, yes so dick hoyt is a father and and uh, he's what is he like 70 or something and or more and he's and his adult son is a quadriplegic i think uh has yeah. something so else he, yeah anyway when he does the marathon the triathlon stuff he when he's bicycling his adult son is in a uh, like a carriage uh, seat thing in yeah. front of the bike when he's swimming he toes his son in a dinghy uh and when he's when he running runs. he pushes him in a tricycle yeah. kind of thing and and uh inspirational is to say the least but you i mean you're i'm sorry you may not like this but you're on a similar page you really are colleen kelly alexander's lifelong athlete a motivational speaker and she's got this indomitable spirit as well an amazing story of survival and Colleen teaches others how to aim higher, be stronger, use adversity as a catalyst to make themselves and the world better. Straight up. I would go hear you speak, and I just, I don't listen to, I can't, I'm too ADD to listen to people rattle on about stuff unless they... they... <laughs> but you're a DJ for a talk show. <laughs> <laughs> she got you there, bro. That's <laughs> awesome. Drop the mic, Colleen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my cheeks immediately hurt. <laughs> Why is everyone losing their mind in the studio right now? Okay, that's the end of this interview. If I was in there, we would all high five. High five, high five, high five. Yeah. Air high five. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Colleen Kelly Alexander, author of Gratitude in Motion, a true story of hope, <laughs> determination, and the everyday heroes around us. The website is ColleenKellyAlexander.com. And again, the book is Gratitude in Motion. Thank you. And by the way, how does your how does Sean spell it? How does Sean spell his name? Is it S E A N? Yep. That's the that's the third S E A N we've had in a row on our show. Yes. That's ridiculous. We should three get... Sean's two hours. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's obscene. Crazy, but like Sean. I know. It's insane. <laughs> um, Colleen, thank you. It was great to chat with you. Oh, you too. You guys have a great day. Bye. Bye.